This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album five, track five, also known as track 50 in order from the first to now. Thank you all for joining us for these 50 tracks. We look forward to many more. With us today is Brendan Kenzel, the founder and CEO of Prima Health Credit. He's an entrepreneur with a software background whose transition into healthcare came from working with DSOs, dental services organizations that manage numerous dental practices. He's got a very interesting take on financing healthcare services for individuals. And in the healthcare industry, where we have no pricing transparency, the seeds he's planting now may help shape the fields of tomorrow. He hails from Southern California. Brendan, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me on today. So talk to us about what Prima Health Credit does. So Prima Health Credit is a fintech company that's focused on building the future patient finance. Our payment solution offers healthcare providers a single credit app that enables them to finance patients across the income and credit spectrum. And so we're really focused on enabling now for the first time, empowering or enabling most patients from those with great credit to those with credit challenges to get the care that they need with affordable monthly payment options. Tell us what uh, led you to start Prima Health. Well, I, I come out of healthcare and, you know, as a former operator of orthodontic DSO, I was so frustrated with the process of helping my patients get approved for care. I saw firsthand how patients can really struggle to pay for out-of-pocket expenses. And it was really heartbreaking when they couldn't get approved for the financing for themselves or for their children, particularly in orthodontics, where it's usually a mom just trying to get a beautiful smile for her son or daughter. So, you know, if they couldn't get qualified for a prime credit solution, we offered a house payment plan, <clears throat> excuse me, for patients that were denied financing. But it wasn't a great solution either because we didn't know the patient's ability to pay. We didn't know their credit quality. And we weren't particularly great at collecting payments from our own patients predominantly because we didn't want to fracture that relationship. And I knew there had to be a better way. So I decided to build, you know, a patient finance platform that I wish I would have had when I was operating. So talk to us about what this platform actually looks like now and what you're doing with it. Yeah, so we're designed to really finance patients across the income and credit spectrum. It's really interesting. The way we're built is we can finance both prime and near prime patients as well as those with credit challenges and underbanked. And it's so critical to be able to do that. You know, as you look at healthcare as a whole, and we, we're, we particularly focus on elective care today, but as you look at healthcare as a whole, in my view, unequal access to finance solutions has led to unequal access to healthcare. And most patient finance platforms are really focused on just approving prime credit patients, but that leaves about 160 million Americans with non-prime credit without access to care. And so it's it's just not sustainable. You know, particularly when you look at the total out-of-pocket healthcare expenditures expected to be north, you know, almost 800 billion by 2026. So, you know, patients are just overwhelmed with the cost of care and delayed treatments, providers juggling too many things to get people into these payment plans. So we're really focused on delivering that single credit application solution that can not only serve patients across the income and credit spectrum, but enable the provider to finance most of the treatments that they offer. 
So when I look at payment in the healthcare space, I mean, I, I view it as one of the most inefficient areas in healthcare, and that's saying something, right? Yes. So I'd love to talk about where you see the applications for five years out and 10 years out on this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think, you know, again, as I noted a moment ago, out-of-pocket expenses are only continuing to cre- increase for patients. We effectively are becoming the new payer. And it's imperative that, you know, payment solutions not only continue to mature in elective care space, but also in outpatient care environments and acute care environments. You know, and I, it was interesting at the outset, when you introduced me, you noted the, you know, the desperate need for treatment fee transparency. And I think, you know, that's one of the big challenges that we have. And so as you look at where do patient payments and healthcare finance kind of fit into this whole equation, it's really continuing to optimize that, build solutions that are tailored to help people, number one, access the care that they need, but also afford the care that they need. Because today there's just too many barriers for many patients to be able to proceed with the treatment plan they actually need. So if you think, if you start thinking a number of years out, it sounds like the easy pivots from the dental space then are probably into a lot of the elective pieces. How do we get to a place where we know how to price healthcare better? Any thoughts on that? (laughs) That's the million dollar question, or maybe today it's the billion dollar question. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think the, in, in elective care in certain outpatient care environments, you know, you have really predictable treatment fees, you have fairly predictable reimbursement rates from payers, you know, those are great environments for companies like Prima Health Credit because we can offer a finance solution at the point of care prior to the patient receiving treatment, right? And we can do a pretty good job of that today. And we're continuing to refine that process and make it easy on the patient and easy on the provider. I think when you start to look at, you know, some of the acute care environments, it's more challenging because the model there today is you go in, you have an unexpected, you know, healthcare event, you leave with a $20,000 bill that arrives in the mail, you know, 30 days later. And typically the first company you hear from is what I call a payment recovery company, right? They say, hey, you have this $20,000 bill, we'll, we'll set up a payment plan. And, you know, it's sort of, I, I don't want to call it collections because it's not quite, but I call it payment recovery, which is sort sure. of splitting the uprights. And it, there's got to be, a, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's got to be a better way to, to solve for this. So what does the current business platform look like for you? How many practices are you in? How many states? Yeah, we're national. And, you know, we serve thousands of offices across the U.S. We definitely have deep expertise in dental and orthodontia and other elective care that we serve. A lot of us here at Prima Healthcare, we come out of this space and it's definitely helpful, right? You know, we're we're a platform built by operators for operators. It's definitely been a, a critical wedge for us because we can sit down with a provider or a CEO or CFO and speak the language. And, you know, I understand their business needs and, and we can really help them. It's definitely been critical for us in our growth. I think the other key things that have helped us along the way is, you know, we've got better technology, better user experience, and this total solution as it relates to the the finance programs we offer. That's definitely enabled us to capture market share. 
It's interesting to me. Healthcare is like one of the only industries that still uses fax machines, for example, right? And so when, <laughs> when you look at finance, it's probably been decades behind. And the idea that practices would self-finance a lot of this work just seems to be so inefficient. It really is. We have four key themes here when it comes to products. So one is accessibility. You know, and again, and we talked about that earlier, providing accessibility to finance solutions across the income and credit spectrum. Number two is empowerment, and it's empowering the patient to control that application experience, control the privacy of their own data, because too often, you know, in healthcare environments, you'll have somebody interviewing you across the front desk, like, you know, where do you live and how much do you make? And, <laughs> it, you know, so we're big believers in, look, let's empower that patient to control that experience. And also, if they're, if they're approved, show them their offers on their mobile device, right? So they can take those offers home, maybe discuss it with a significant other versus we've all probably sat in either a medical office or of course the classic case is sitting in an auto dealership where they tilt the screen toward you and say, hey, which offer would you like? And you're squinting <laughs> trying to see it. So it's, it's, you know, empowerment. The other key themes are transparency, you know, clearly communicating to the patient what they're signing up for. It doesn't matter what type of device they're on, whether it's a computer, iPad, or a mobile device, they should be able to clearly see what they're signing up for and understand that. And then the last is fairness. You know, too often in point-of-sale finance, including in healthcare, there's, you know, sort of gotcha programs, which typically are, you know, promotional programs or deferred interest. But it puts patients in a spot where if they're, you know, late on a payment or they can't make a balloon, it's retroactive compounding interest from day one. It's really punitive. We have none of that, right? I experienced that firsthand with our patients and I swear I would never do that and we don't, right? So the rate is the rate is the rate, equal monthly payments pay off your loan in full. And so those are key themes and really values that drive us. I think it's really exciting to see what where this goes for healthcare in the future. I mean, and I'd love to see um, this play out with transparency over time too. So, yes. As we close, let me ask you: If you could snap your fingers and change one thing about how we do healthcare in the U.S., what would it be? You know, it's it's something we've touched on, but it's treatment fee transparency, right? It is still one of the more challenging things. I think it's okay again in elective care and certain outpatient care environments. But as we start looking into that acute care environment, there's just so much mystery. Even it is amazing, even in outpatient care environments, you can go in and they can't exactly tell you what it's going to cost to get the treatment they're recommending. And that that needs to change. You know, patients need to understand what they're signing up for. Brendan, thanks for being with us. Excellent. Thank you for having me. This has been the 10 Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks very much for joining us.